Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And even though where I am right now, it is rainy and a little dark. I got to tell you, wherever you are right now on the planet, this is going to send a ray of light your way, elevate your energy, and give you an opportunity to sit in on a conversation that some of the top elite people are having right now with this gentleman. I want to introduce you to my friend, Dave Austin. He is an international best-selling author and speaker. He's lectured at Harvard, the United Nation, and the U.S. Pentagon. And he is, he was raised actually by a Navy chaplain who stormed beaches during World War II without a gun and gave communion on his belly while machine guns fired overhead. This is his dad. He's inspired by his father's courage and faith and carries that forward in his work. He's the co-author of the international best-selling book, Be a Beast. Unleash Your Animal Instincts for Performance-Driven Results. And he's the founder of personal development company, Extreme Focus. It's all about mental performance. Training methods are not only endorsed by so many of the top elite people out there, but also by the Pentagon and the U.S. Army uses his stuff, the Navy SEALs, but also NFL, MLB, PGA, Olympic athletes, Fortune 500 companies, CEOs, all of you out there, you're going to fall into some of these buckets and you're going to realize that in order to elevate yourself, you need to think less and allow your mind to operate at the highest level imaginable. And so we're going to get into this so that you can actually take away tips that you can use today from this elite performance coach. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. So Dave, welcome to today's show. So excited to have you here. I am so honored to be with you because, you know, I have read your book. I love what you stand for. So, yeah, there's a connection here that I, I've been excited about this because, you know, you and I have had this conversation about coming from the heart, not just coming from the head. And when you connect that in alignment, everything happens. So I see you being an example of that. So I'm honored to be here. Well, and I appreciate so much that you said that you've read the book and, you know, the relaunch book has been something that has been percolating up for years and it's finally out. And I'm super excited to share 
the 3HQ and the message within that, that everybody has the power source to be able to tap into their best version of themselves and manifest literally everything. But what I want to be able to share with the listeners out there is that your journey, and I've had the privilege of getting to know you and spending time with you, days with you and just seeing what an exceptional, exceptional human being you are. And I also have watched um, something that you're going to be talking about and sharing with us today, which is really the documentary of your life and, and what's come out of it. And it's just, it was one of the most empowering things I've watched in a very, very long time. But before we dive into that, for those that don't know you, I'd love to share this journey because you, like me, we've had 20, 30, 40 relaunches in our life. And I honestly, yours are so amazing and significant. I'd love for you to share the highlights of those relaunches and how you've gotten to be this elite performance coach. It's, well, it's like you said, it's been a journey, right? And I always just allow myself, you know, I'll just start right off being divinely guided as I go. But it has been a lot of different things. You know, who are you going to be when you grow up? <laughs> Many different relaunches. So, yes, I played professional tennis and I got the chance to see the whole world at a young age. I did, you know, I gained a world ranking. And when I came back from the professional tennis tour, I really wanted to really the, all the mindset things that I'd learned from a very early age, actually from my dad. That's all I wanted to do was really coach. But tennis gave me an opportunity to step into Hollywood. And I was able to be blessed to be in movies and television. I even had, I really got into music and I had a hit, you know, on the radio, uh, which is crazy to, you know, all these different aspects. And you see behind me, I've got the Presidential Merit Award from the Grammys, which that's a whole, all these are stories. I love that you've, you've been speaking for less than a minute and we've learned that you were a professional uh, tennis player, that you were an actor. And we're going to talk about, you know, there's a story in there that I love with George Clooney. And then you also have gotten the Merit Award, but you also have had a hit song as well. <laughs> and, and by the way, everyone, this is not even cracking like the first layer of what <laughs> he's done. So I know that before you got into tennis, something very significant happened in your life. Could you share with us that relaunch as well, just yeah. to kind of set the that, stage? That was probably the major relaunch. I'm glad you picked up on, and, and we know each other well enough. Uh, you're welcome here anytime. It was great having you here. It really was. But um, yeah, when I was in between my freshman and sophomore year in college, I got in a horrendous car accident. And I mean, I'll say it, I don't had took me years to say this, but I was literally killed in the accident. And I had that whole life and I don't haven't, I'm bringing it up, had the whole out of body experience and uh, it changed my life forever. But I was at the time on a football baseball scholarship in college. And I, you know, it looked like I maybe would never walk again, let alone live. But I, you know, I got through that and uh, took up tennis to kind of rehabilitate myself, transferred to San Diego State and was a walk on in tennis. And, uh, you know, it, I always say that I lost my way to winning. <laughs> and that's sometimes that. in your relaunch, right? Lost my way to winning. But something that I do want to ask you about, um, your 
you really thought football was going to be something that was going to take you into, you know, quite a bit, a big career in it. You were very successful. You were very good at it. And can you share more about, you know, this, this incident, you're in this car crash. Can you, can you talk about what happened and this near death experience, or it was a death experience in, in what you went through and how, and how you survived that. And then you said, all of a sudden you're now a pro tennis player. I, there, there's more to the story, everyone. And I'm going to get to it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, well, it didn't, it's pro tennis didn't happen overnight. Like I said, I had to go down, you know, and, 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 uh, reinvent myself, as you know, from your book, relaunch myself. I, I love the term. Yeah. I mean, football and baseball, I actually, you know, I played shortstop in baseball. I was a quarterback in football. You know, it was just, my dad was in the military. So we moved every two or three years. So I always had to reprove myself, you know, oh, I'm finally, you know, the guy. And then, no, I got to go now be the guy again, some other place. And I think that just learned me, learned me. That's a good phrase. <laughs> Taught me. <laughs> You're so excited about everything. <laughs> Taught me how to take on whatever it was and find a way through. So it started at a very early age. And so, um, you know, when it happened at 19, I never told anybody that I actually left my body and looked down at my body and how insignificant the body was in the scope of eternity of life. Mm-hmm. And so I had a choice to make in this, I call it a divine white light to say, hey, I'll make a commitment to go back and have impact. And uh, I didn't tell anybody any of this. 19 years later, I finally told my wife now, we've been together for 41 years. And she was the first one I finally told, didn't even tell my family, because I didn't want to believe it. I just felt like it was just too out there. And, um, but it, it reshaped my life completely. And I think that's another area that, and I don't want everyone to have to go through a horrible car accident. I mean, I flew at 65 miles an hour up, you know, flying with the car above me. I flew out of the car. And I didn't have a cape though, and you know, landed, and then the car landed on top of me. The fact that I lived is remarkable, remarkable in itself. Mm-hmm. But it really, it was the launching pad, so to speak. Boy, talking about flying without a cape and it's a launching pad. Yeah, but you're anyway. using all my terms. This is a good thing. We're relaunching. <laughs> we're on the launch pad. This is <laughs> no you doubt. <laughs> we're we're on the same wave here, which is great. But so you had, but I have this question. So you, you were launched from the car, you ended up coming out of this where, you know, you, you're all of a sudden alive, you're in the hospital. How long were you in the hospital for? And what, what really did, what was your body like at that point? All right, so I don't know if I told you this i mean i don't know i didn't know we were going this way this direction <laughs> you, you like this stuff uh, so you know we were so this happened on fish ranch road above the claremont hotel in berkeley you know where that is mm-hmm. and uh, i was taken to the hospital there and my dad was the chaplain at oaknell naval hospital at the time and they decided to move me because that's where all the those getting injured my age getting injured in uh, vietnam losing limbs and all that would be flown into Elk Mill Naval Hospital. So they decided, okay, this is a serious thing. We're going to take you to the military hospital because my dad's the chaplain there. But in the ambulance on the way, I started praying to God. I said, yeah, I made a commitment to come back, but my legs are so important. My sports are so important to me. Can we make a kind of a, a deal here on this? 
And because the one hospital said, you know, they said I, I was bleeding internally. I had a broken hip and my legs were crushed, broken in many areas. By the time I got to Oak Knoll, they brought me in. They couldn't find any broken bones, nothing. There's, you know, and, and the um, healing took place. This is why I don't talk about it because. Okay. Just, I've like, never heard this part of it. Oh, That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So it's your incredible. legs, your legs, when you woke up, you actually had full use of your legs. No, I didn't have full, full use of my legs, but they weren't broken. They couldn't figure it out. And they were calling back and forth and going, wait, where's the guy that you sent us? Do we have the right guy? And uh, my legs were all swollen because they're all beaten up really yeah. bad. But it, it wasn't until, and I, I had this feeling like if, if they put me under to do a, any kind of surgery, I wasn't coming back. I don't know why I felt that. I just felt that. So it was, wasn't until really they would just put me into rehabilitation for about mm -hmm. three months. And finally they decided they had to operate. And so they did. And, but I was ready for it then. I mm -hmm. knew I could go ahead and live through an operation, but it ended up being where it was just loose bone that were under my kneecap that they were able to remove. And you know, I started to learn how to walk again. That's an interesting thing when you haven't walked in a while and then trying to learn how to you do it. And then, it, you know, one little, it's all steps, right? And then I decided that tennis was an individual sport and I just really wanted to go after it. My dad loved tennis and I thought, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. I transferred to San Diego State, total walk-on. You know, this is crazy, a D1 college, but I had a belief, it's not true. And you saw that in Moonshot that um, I had a belief. We'll that talk I'm about moonshot. We'll definitely talk about moonshot for sure. But I want people to really think about this, that, you know, here you've had this, this horrific accident. You were originally football, baseball, and now you're saying, you know, wait a second, I think I want to do tennis. I'm going to walk on. And you ended up becoming a pro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Incredible. So now you're on the circuit and there's this amazing. And, and we're going to not go into moonshot quite yet because I want you to share what happened when you were on the circuit with music. Oh, well, actually the music part, well, I, I love music and I love to write music. You know, I wasn't very good at it. I'll be honest with you, but that's how you start in anything. Right. And it was my way of, I remember being in Helsinki. I had played this talk. I'm open. Then I'd gone over to Helsinki and it was rainy and I was out and I wrote one of my first songs. Terrible song. Trust me. You got to start somewhere, though. And and I just music was my way of releasing the tension from the pro tour. And then it just one thing led to another because of tennis. Um, I ran into um, and he became one of my best friends, Phil Ehart, who was in the rock group kansas he was the founder of it and i was a huge fan well he was a fan of mine i was a fan of his and so there's this man he's a fan of, of tennis you're a fan of music it worked out great yeah it was awesome and then we thought well you know there's others probably like us let's bring us let's bring the music world together and the tennis world together for a cause but we kansas was big at the time and it was one of these things that it said, you know, we, well, we could, we, we met with all the top record labels. And I go, well, you'll never do this because it's impossible. A musician would never donate their time for a cause. It just doesn't happen. And I remember walking out of that meeting in New York and looking at Phil and going, are we going to do this? And we kind of smile and go, oh yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> Even though the world said it couldn't be done. We decided to put it on. We had one band, Kansas, they had one tennis pro. Well, we ended up getting all the top 
pros. And then all the acts of the day came because we just, it was two friends and peers that were doing it, not, you know, producers, and we we're doing it for a cause. And it was amazing. Even, you know, well, I won't get into Moonshot, but you know, you want me to tell the Queen? Well, story no, what I really want to say is the world said it couldn't be done. And yeah. now if you're hearing this and you're thinking, well, wait a second, it, it can be done. People, you know, this is happening a lot. Dave was at the forefront. This is before Live Aid. This is before any of these types of events where people go and they donate now their time and and they're not paid. But at that point, nobody was doing that. Nobody. And so here, Dave, you and Phil had this idea. Let's bring people together. And it worked. It was a huge success. It changed the course of the music world. I mean, anytime there's an issue nowadays in the world, you know, what happens? Music comes together and it's and it's amazing. That's this little presidential merit award from the Grammys came because we did that. And the Grammys wanted to start a foundation, the Grammy Foundation, which is Music Cares and Grammy in the schools. And so they came to me and said, hey, will you put on a concert for us? And we're all like, well, you guys put on a pretty good concert. I've been to the Grammys. And they go, yeah, but we don't know how you do it. You don't pay anybody. We don't know how that is possible. And I said, all right. So the, so I did a few and kicked off something that is so amazing today out there. But like you said, Live Aid, we gave an example. It's like running the four-minute mile. That's not possible until someone did it. Once that, you know, person did it, then everyone could do it. I worked with an army ranger, a gal that a female can't become an army ranger. And there was a lot of press at the time going, well, that's not fair. Well, the truth is, it's just really hard. And this gal that, that I had the honor to work with was the first woman ever to make it through. And then after she made it, oh, that's possible. All these other women became army rangers. It, someone has to take that step. To go, well, it's it's only impossible because you haven't done it. Now it becomes possible. And so that's something that was really, I think, embedded in me. And so and it's, everyone it's, have no fear. We are going to you're going to get steps on what Dave does with the elite out there that are trying to do something that seems impossible and makes it possible. And when I just want to say, when the world is saying to you right now, as you're listening to this, everyone, that you can't do that. It's not possible. I got to tell you, the guy I'm interviewing right now knows that anything is possible. So when I come back, we're going to hear about moonshots. We're going to hear about, again, we've only tapped the tip of the Dave life out there. And you're going to hear a lot more of these stories and get those tips to actually be able to incorporate this level of excellence, extraordinary from the ordinary into your lives. So don't, don't miss out. Come back soon. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today 
at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am here with Dave Austin, an elite performance coach. But wow, I would also, as, as we all know, I'm known as the relaunch queen. I would say he should be known as the relaunch king. The things that he has been through that we just talked about, which was near-death experience going from being a athlete on the field, playing football, baseball, to all of a sudden coming out of them saying, I want to play tennis, became a world athlete pro tennis player, then starts to do some things that people would normally say are not possible. And he has proven time and time again how to do the impossible. And one of those was creating with his dear friend, Phil, from the band Kansas, a entire forum for having live music where people donate their times or their time and their songs and tennis players coming and professional and putting it all together, which was really at the forefront of what we now have in terms of a lot of these events. So, so, so amazing to have you here, Dave. But I really want to go into this is not where your journey ends. There's so much more relaunches, significant relaunches that came after this point. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more of those before we go into something very significant that's happening for you right now. All right. Well, I guess I, so after my pro tennis career, I got involved in real estate and I had, you know, ended up having 160 acres in Rancho Santa Fe, a beautiful place in Southern California. And then I had 26 acres on the coast with my family and with the development company that we, you know, went for it. And then interest rates went to 22%. Don't know if you remember that, but it was really hard to do anything with it. And I, I had signed personal guarantees because, hey, everything I touched was golden, right? And all of a sudden, nothing worked. I'd literally lost everything. Mm -hmm. Everything I had done to that point, I lost it all. Everything. And, Every and how, had, old, how old were you at this point? Uh, 30, about 35, I think. You know? So and, I just want to say for those that are out there right now. So Dave, literally everything he touched had turned to gold and interest rates going to 22. And I know we're all like, <gasps> <laughs> since interest rates are creeping up every single day in our own worlds now. But imagine, you know, Dave has personally guaranteed all these things. And next thing you know, he's lost it all. You know, the interesting thing is, I'll, you know, it was the best thing ever happened to me because mm -hmm. life is so much more about, you know, what is success? What is true wealth? True wealth. I mean, if you don't put love into the equation, if you don't put heart and desire and passion in the equation, if it's only money, what do you really have? And so by absolutely- That must have been really tough to think about when you're like rock bottom, I have no money. I don't know if you filed for bankruptcy. I don't know what happened, but you must have been like, okay, I, I do want to put love out there, but how do you do that? Well, the truth is it was hard. I mean, I'm not going to deny that it wasn't really challenging. I mean, I'm just looking now past, it's like I almost forget the challenges, but yeah, it was really challenging. Yeah. And I was like, where do I turn? What do I do? And I, <laughs> it sounds funny, but I, um, you know, I was playing in the Carl Reiner Pro Celebrity Tennis Tournament at La Costa around that time. And my um, tennis partner happened to be, the, the celebrity part happened to be Lynn Stallmaster, the number one casting person in all Hollywood. He discovered Dustin Hoffman, 
gosh, uh, he put in the, uh, oh gosh, uh, Robert Redford, Dennis, you name Dennis, it. Dennis Quaid, I remember Dennis Quaid, this. you name it. And all of a sudden he goes, hey, I don't want to change your life. <laughs> I think you can make it in this world. And I'm like, okay, I have my head hitting against the wall here, trying to make these anything work. Boom, you know, I'll be a starving actor. Fine, I'm in that place. I have nothing to lose at this point. So yeah, and poor Kathy, who I just met, who you now met my wife, we've been together 41 years. You know, she thinks she's, you know, having this relationship with this very successful business guy. And all of a sudden, I've lost it all. But I think that's the key that I think was the best win of losing it all is that then Kathy still wanted to date. And I'm like, why do you want to date me? <laughs> you know, I don't get it. I mean, you like me for me. I don't know if I like me for me, you know, just down to the basics. Mm, she saw that, who you really were. Yeah, she, saw, that's, she saw the energy. She saw that so clearly. It's so great. So that was a big win from that. And, you know, out of that, I have four wonderful boys that, you know, who knows? Because mm. at the time, you know, not saying I was a bad person, but I had my head in the wrong place. This was a total wake up call. And so then I had a chance to go up to L.A. and dive in. And I don't know how to do anything without diving in all the way. And uh, yeah, and now I know you're going to ask about George Clooney, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, only because he is absolutely one of my favorite actors. I have to. I mean, it's all George right. Clooney, for goodness sake. All right. So so can I tell the whole I know it's in moonshots and you're going to give. Yes, I want to hear. Give me a give me. So, you know. So, you know, I'm in, I'm at the Beverly Hills Playhouse in an acting class and George is, you know, one of my teammates, so to speak, in this acting class. No one knows George. No one knows any of us. And some of those folks in that uh, class have gone on to have become major, major stars. George probably being the biggest one, but we're doing a showcase. And I asked Kathy and my sister, come up, you got to see the showcase. I wanted to see, you know, all the stuff we we're doing. I wanted to see me, but I thought, George had something. I just thought he had magic. And so George and Tom Matthews do this uh, scene together. And afterwards, I go to Kathy and my sister, Kathleen, Kathy and Kathleen. I go, hey, so what do you think of George Clooney? Isn't he, doesn't, isn't he special? And they go, who? George, oh, Tom Matthews. Oh, Tom, Tom. All, I'm going, no, no, you got the wrong guy. It's George It's going to go on. Not Tom, George. But Tom was a really good looking guy. And they all they, they could see is him. And so it's funny today to, to know where that all went to. And, you know, George obviously has had a tremendous career. Tom had a good career too, don't get me wrong. But I just thought it was so funny. They never even noticed George. So what's really interesting is that this didn't just happen one time where you can identify somebody and know that they have magic, know that they have the it factor. Can you, before we go on, what is it about people that you have seen? Cause you worked with all of the elite, you know, whether across every industry, I've already explained all that, but what do you, what do you think really sends you that? Like this person has it. You know, it's an inner confidence that you can't fake. There's something that says, I'm here, I'm me, accept me for who I am. Too many, we have so much, well, I'm not worthy, I'm not this or that. But then there's this whole level of really tapping into trusting who you are, loving who you are, and showing up who you are. And I think that's the difference. And that's what I, I look back because I looked at A-Rod and I have a funny story about A-Rod, one of our most famous baseball players out there um, about how he had the it factor. 
And it's this inner confidence. And I've been blessed to be able to coach people how to attain that so that, you know, we, we so often let the world tell us who we are instead of telling the world who we are. And so when you get a chance to really tap in and learn and respect really who you are, not in a phony sense, you know, a lot of us have had really challenging, you know, situations in our life. And we look at that as a, uh, a weight. And if you can look at it as saying, what a gift, because it shaped me, how I move through that, I'm actually stronger because of it. Then you start showing up differently. So do you believe that everybody has that it factor within them? I do. I think that that um, we let our minds get in the way. You in your book said it. You know, I, I had a com- you know comment in my book that we have sixty five thousand thoughts. You said no, no, no. We have sixty two thousand thoughts. Whatever it is, um, it's a lot of thoughts, and we let our thoughts get in our way. We have so much judgment about ourselves, about others, that it blocks our greatest gifts. And when you start taking down the blocks. All of a sudden, there's a beauty in your life that you never even saw before. And then you can take a look at really who you are and then own it. And then that's where the magic happens. I, you know, Henry David Thoreau says something that is so powerful. You know, he went to Walden Pond and he took two years, two months, two days, two hours, a lot of twos in there. And he asked Emerson, who owned the property, if I could just build a one room cabin. I just want to be in nature. He wrote all his best works. And one of the greatest things he wrote was, if one wants, if one walks confidently towards their dream and has the courage, well, they will come to an invisible barrier. And if they have the courage, the courage is a big one, to pass through that invis- invisible barrier, there will be new universal laws available to them. Most stop when you hit the invisible wall. Jesus said, with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Very similar, but if you really think about it, what does that really mean? That means there's more to life than we allow ourselves to experience. Oh, I, that is so good. And, and the root of courage is heart. Like that core means heart, which I think is so incredible. So when you get to that place, and so many of us have this in business and in life where we're pushing up what I call it, the comfort zone, right? You're pushing past it because that's the only way to expand, to get into that next level of where, however you're trying to kind of move up the chain, whether it's in your business or whether it's in something personally, you're going to hit the wall. There is that wall of what is comfortable for you that matches your belief system, right? And in order to move past that, in order to get to that next level of your identity, you got to get uncomfortable. You got to get past it because you're, as you said, the, you know, what, what we are trained to do and Thoreau so eloquently said it is that we have this idea that we have to, you know, it has to be so painful. It has to be like, oh, so many of these different, you know, things coming at us. But really with the focus with like, I want to make this happen because this is who I'm supposed to be. This is my new identity. Then you can go through that. You break through it and you're like at this new level. And that's really, I think your elite performance coaching, that's really what you get people to do is uncover the confidence, uncover the courage. And you do it so well with... We, we talked about um, this this docu series, and I don't know if you're calling it that, 
But tell us about Moonshots. Tell us why did you decide to create it and exactly what that is? Well, you know, it's an interesting conversation. We, since we lived, moved to Utah, we love having people over. We have a chef, we had, you know, and, and that way gave us the, the abilities to have friends over. We didn't do a lot of that because we've always been, both Kathy and I, very busy with things. And we thought, you know, every Wednesday or Thursday night, we're going to have someone over. And we would tell stories at dinner. And our chef actually kept going, oh, my God, you did that? Oh, my Oh, some people need to know that. And she would do it every week. It was so funny because whoever we were with, you know, just spark a conversation. And finally, my son, who is just brilliant at, you know, internet marketing and videography. I mean, he's, you, you've met him, you know what he's done for us. Incredibly talented. And and I, and he just says, dad, I think we need to do a docuseries on your life because I think people need to know all the different things. And so I wrote 30 stories that, and he picked the 10 he wanted. And then I have coached a producer and director who just have, are coming out with the most amazing film. And so we brought their film crew in too. You know, I, you know, it's all about access to great people and then surround yourself in that, right? That's a whole nother story. But so we, we did this and my son was the creator of it all. And it was so amazing to get to be able to do something with my son too is just over the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, my family's number one in my life. And I think he just did such a fantastic job. And he, it's funny, my brother saw Moonshots recently. He goes, Dave, I love it. But you left out the two best stories. I'm going, what, what are your two best stories? And in the 30 I wrote, I didn't even write those two. I go, oh my gosh, I forgot that. You know, when Pete Sampras gave me the racket that he won the US Open with the youngest player ever, and it's a funny story how we auctioned it off and we only got $300. And then years later, I went and took it and then said, no, I need that racket back. And then we auctioned it off for $50,000. I mean, I didn't tell that story, but it's the whole, that story, there's a lot more to it. But anyway, um, that's how it got created. And um, I am really so you do something, you do something so interesting and your son did such a great job with you created and you have you've had you know multiple books and um millions of people have read them and they're just incredible but you had a philosophy on animals and how you coach people you know even at the olympic level at the highest level of performance and you share animal and what they stand for can you give us an example of that Absolutely, because I believe, and in the program, there's 37 37 different animals we use. And Roger Anthony, who was my partner, is really the master behind it. And unfortunately, he passed away even before the Be a Beast book came out. But I feel like he's working it because it became an international seller overnight. How does that happen? Okay, Roger, I know that's the only way it could happen. (laughs) But we all have these wonderful, beautiful instincts within us, but our minds stop us from it. And so when you start learning what's really true is we teach each animal. So it's a quick trigger because we overthink things too much, but we trigger ourselves back into right action. So here's an example, the crocodile, you know, and that's in moonshots in one of the stories I tell, but you know, why, what is it about the crocodile? Well, they were here when the dinosaurs were here, they lived on the same land. They ate on the same, you know, landscape, but dinosaurs I haven't seen lately. But crocodiles are thriving. How did they make it? And dinosaurs didn't. 
Well, they became adapted to an ever-changing environment. They could relaunch over and over and over again. Hey, you got to use your book terms in here, mm-hmm. but it's really what it's about. You know, so when when the when there was no food, they were able to take their heartbeats down to three to four beats per minute and just go into a rest state. So when all the other animals were starving and dying, they remained through it. Then when the great freeze came, they grew their skin so thick that their inner workings were still warm. And then, you know, they were able to have goggles that come down from a, a, an eyelid above their eyelid, and they have goggles that can see in murky water. I mean, that's amazing. And we, if we think in terms of how we need to adapt in an ever-changing environment, it opens our eyes to possibilities. So we call the crocodile RESPA, R-E-S-P-A. The first thing in any situation is first R, relax. If you take a breath, you know, you know, you ever see when kids, you know, when they're, you know, we do the same thing as adults. When we're uptight, we breathe shallowly, you know, but if you take a very healthy, deep breath, it changes everything in that moment. So R is first relax. And then the E is now I can evaluate it from a, without having my emotions in the way. And I can see it for what it is. Then S, now I can strategize how I'm going to move past it. And P is then just take patience, evaluate it. And now A, I act boldly and I'm strong and how I move forward. And how long can should respa last? Well, with baseball hitters, they got 98 mile an hour fastballs coming up. They got a you know respa like this. But sometimes like if I have something that I get an email I don't like or something I'm dealing with. I don't just panically move into it. I RESPA and that RESPA could be 24 hours. It could be a week even. But then I, I'm coming from a place that the emotion is not blocking me from a very clear clarity of strength, fogginess is weakness. So I'm very clear on my response. And then I can boldly stand behind it. Oh, clarity is strength is so true. And weakness is fogginess. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. That, and when you start to talk about respite and you start to talk about how you incorporate these animals in, it allows us to have this framework, much like 3HQ, right? Where you're like, I got this. I got this because I know what I need to do. So in your coaching, when you're coaching these elite athletes, are you coaching them on all 37 of the animals or do you pick like, hey, these are your top three to five that I think really come up for you quite a bit? You know, everyone's an individual. I don't have a cookie cutter approach. I know in the moment because I when I'm coaching, I just allow a greater voice to come through me and at this moment it's like you know you mentioned courage well courage is not the absence of fear you have we all have fear it's how you deal with fear so the animal for that is core c-o-u-r short for courage is the lion the lion is the king of the jungle knows who it is owns who it is might even have fear but doesn't you know it moves through it right so i don't program it Unless sometimes in the off season, I do, I'll mm. go through step by step because that's the time we can kind of dive deep during the season. Most of the time we're doing what you know about is game readies. And then all of a sudden an animal shows up that just shows up at the right time. I had a pitcher pitching for the Boston Red Sox, you know, when they won the World Series. And uh, he goes, man, I feel so good because I take the whole zoo with me to the mound. 
(laughs) When we come back, we're going to talk about being game ready. And I have one image of the cartoon where the lion is looking in and the crocodiles, there's multiple crocodiles, but the lion is roaring so loud that he doesn't realize. Did you show me this one? Because I, it's the- We, in, in Moonshots, we have the video of the lion. It's not a cartoon. The lion walking up, there's three- alligators snap at him i mean no, alligators yeah roast him but he's like wait a minute you don't know who i am do you and they're like and then he keeps walking towards them and they're going like wait what are you doing can't you don't you know he goes and he roars and they go we're getting out of here i love that well when we come <laughs> back everyone we are going to give you what people pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars we are going to get coached by the man himself and learn what he provides his clients. So don't miss this out. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey everyone, welcome back. I've got Dave Austin and we are about to dive into What do you get when you work with an elite performance coach? And we're talking the highest level. We're Olympians and some of the top people in all sports and the highest level CEOs. Don't you want to know? Like, what does he do in these sessions? Well, if you haven't listened to the last two segments we did, go back because this guy, his, his journey has been an incredible one. There's books written. There's about to be this wonderful documentary on it. But right now I want to dive into, give us, if I'm coming to you and I'm saying, all right, I want to be coached by this elite professional coach. What, what are some of the things you dive right into with your clients? Well, you know, I'm going to give you the greatest, you know, one I work with, I told you, my brother, who's an architect and I mean, he's done amazing things all over the world. And someone asked him, so what is it that your your brother does for you? He goes, well, he gives me a mental massage every week. (laughs) I just love that image. I thought, well, I've never heard of that. But one of the things I want to say. That's a good one. Isn't that good? I thought that that was pretty good. But, um, and we all need a mental massage every week. You know, you, you know, I have, we have a masseuse that comes in every week. If I miss one week, I feel like, oh, my body's out of whack. Well, your brain. I'd say, I'd say we need it every day, a mental massage. That sounds really good that instead of, you know, we talk about meditation, let's start calling it this mental massage. That's so yeah, good. I love it. It just, you know, really clears things up for me too. But I was on um, a plane with the U.S. Olympic team going to the World Cup in Scotland. This is about 20 some, yeah, 20 some years ago. And um, I, on the plane, literally said, God, do you got anything? I want to have so much impact. I want to bring more value than I ever have before. And the game ready came to me in that flight. And we went, we, the team had the best results in the history of their sport. 
I went, wow, okay, God, you're pretty good. I don't, and I'd love to give the game ready. You want me to share that with you? Oh, because please do. Everyone's like, all right, tell me what this is. So one little bit before I go on, though, I came back and a good friend of mine was the pitching coach for the Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers. And I called Jim Colbert and I said, Jim, you couldn't believe what just took place, you know, at the World Cup. And he goes, can you come in and work with my pitchers? I went, yeah, well, I'll come in and give this new thing, the game ready. And then Jim Tracy, who was the manager of the Dodgers at the time, goes, wait a minute, we got it. Can you do that for the whole team? And then it just went crazy. And then a player I worked with who was stuck in AAA became the hottest hitter in baseball. And so it was like, oh, my gosh. And so that's where I can talk boldly about it, because all I did was tap into something better than me. I tapped into an intelligence that I just let it flow. And that game ready has been my signature for 20 some years now. And Olympic champions, you know, NFL stars, Major League Baseball stars. I do this before the game because think about it. Our business leaders, you're going into an important meeting. You want to be grounded. You know, there's what we call the state of flow or the zone. When I was a professional tennis player, you know, I'd be in this zone. And I don't know how I got there. I don't know how long it'll last, but everything slows down and everything seems so much easier. I thought there's got to be a way. And that's what was presented to me. So that's the game ready. So the first thing we do in the game ready is, you know, we talked about those 60 thumb thousand. We'll keep arguing. 6,250 thoughts a day. 85% (laughs) of them are negative. So that's why this is so important. Game ready. So, you know, so so I got to simplify, simplify, because whenever you're doing something, we get all these thoughts in the way and our pressure or the emotions get in the way. So if we can simplify down to just I, I, you know, three intentions, three focus points, they're different from goals. We have goals, but we can't control our goals. Our three intentions is how we achieve our goals. So what can you have total control over? Okay, that is so good. I'm going to make sure we say it again. You can't control the goal, but you can control your intention. Yeah, that's how you create the opportunity to get your goals. You're really going inward to bring it to the outward. Hmm. Too many people go from the outward and they skip the inward part of it. And that's where all the beauty is. So you have three intentions. Anything more than that would be a distraction. So we just really get into what are the three intentions you want to bring yourself in that mindset in this. So you're very focused in whatever you're going after. If it sells, you know, one of the biggest ones would be connection rather than I got to make this sell. I want to connect to this person. I want to really get to know them. Then sales happen easy because now there's a alignment and a connection. Um, Lazpro, which is one of our animals, we have a, the falcon that goes over 245 miles an hour and they're up in a plane and they throw this little white thing out and that falcon hits it every single time they time it over 245 miles an hour how can it do that in the vastness because it's only focused on one thing so a lot of my athletes and and my executive clients go okay i need the lasbro which is that extreme focus very very focused i think we're all like raising our hand i need a lasbro (laughs) (laughs) no no doubt okay so the first thing the first thing we're doing though is three intentions really focus 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 and and it could be a business meeting what do you really want to get out of this. It could be a launch. It could be, you know, any type of personal, whatever it is. So now we've got our intentions and then what? Well, then the magic of gratitude. 
take a moment. So so we get so worked up, but just think how awesome it is you're even doing this launch or whatever it is you're doing. When we come from gratitude and appreciation, the world changes for us because no matter what, we're not so caught up and it better be this, it better be that. I'm just so grateful and grateful that I have prepared myself and I trust and I have faith in who I am. Tap into that and you're powerful. Gratitude's amazing. So I, I, I get them to, to really think about and really live and, and really feel a deep sense of gratitude. I love that you're not telling them to feel the gratitude of what's going to happen, the outcome you're talking about right then and there being very present. Exactly. So good. So then they close their eyes and then I take them through a gate, it can be any kind of gate. And, and then I had them step into nature because I, when I had my out-of-body experience, I connected with nature on a whole different level. It was like, this is God's presence everywhere. And it's such a gift that we just go right on by, but there's an energy there. And when you can appreciate and be in awe of nature, nature responds back and gives you back. It's a give and take. It gives you an energy. So I had them deep breathe, breathe deeply into what they're receiving here. And now they're feeling that calm strength come over them that gives them the power beyond their own to step into these intentions so fully. So then they move into the next gate and they go through that gate and then they're on the playing field, whether it's a playing field of life, your business, your business presentation, your launch, your game, you're going for the gold. I've had Olympic uh, records set right after this where they're so shook and all this. When we watch in television, think, oh, well, they're not shook. No. They're shook. We need to get control over those emotions and get it dialed in. That's where world you know, records are made. And so they see themselves living their intentions fully, and they feel what that feels like. So now if they have a distraction, it's like, no, not now. This is where I'm focused. And that's what we call, it's what my companies call extreme focus. The, you know, When I said clarity is strength and fogginess is weakness, this is getting really clear on the path you're taking. And then the whole world opens up to you. And it's it's that stepping through those invisible invisible barriers that new universal laws are that faith of the mustard seed. I now can move a mountain, so to speak. And boom, championships and, and titles are won in whatever it is in life. Mm, so in just reviewing it, setting that intention. It's really thinking about gratitude that you have at that exact moment. It's this concept of, you know, whatever gate you create in your head and stepping into nature because there's a huge element of energy in nature that you can tap into something bigger than yourself. And then I love that uh, you were talking about the playing field, which is really the visualization, like where whatever you need to be in, it could be the business meeting that you're doing, the launch you're doing, or a, a sport you're playing, you actually put yourself there, visualize that. And then how do you wrap it all up? All right. So, so now they're seeing that, right? And then they come back through the gate back into nature because they want to, this is this refreshing moment. I'm now reborn into this energy that's so powerful. And then I have them hear a creek running and they come and they splash their face or drink from the water. And it's just so nourishing. You know, in the Bible, Jesus said, drink from this water and you'll never thirst. I kind of, that's where that came from is mm -hmm. that this is the water that gives you everything you need right now to, to step into it boldly. 
one of my players that I work with that became an MVP in Major League Baseball, he said, you know, someone asked him, what happened? How did you make your big change? He says, I learned how to move into my videos. <laughs> the videos vis visualization videos, like it became one in the same. Yeah. And then you step out and now you, you feel game ready. And every time I give it, it's interesting. I'm just connected so energetically with my client that we're both feeling it. It's amazing. And, you know, even though it's that's the system I use, it goes wherever it needs to go in that moment. I'm just being inspired. And I'm right with them. And you can feel that. I mean, I know I'm getting a little biblical on this. Oh, occasion, no. I, but. you know what? As I, as you were taking me through, and I've heard you do this, obviously, and you've done this with me, I was right there again. I'm like thinking about the next thing. So, super amazing. This is simplification that allows for amplification. It is Ooh. so good, everybody. So please go to the show notes, make sure you get this process down. But I want to say, Dave, you are so generously offering to everyone that they are going to be able to get something very special from you. Can you explain what you're doing for our listeners? Well, I know we talked about it. I said, why not? You know, the, the moonshots hasn't come out yet. It will be coming out, but why not get a peak preview? I was given all the episodes. So I have them. I've given you the link. And we talked about it. I went, you know, because I had an NFL quarterback that I work with that goes, every kid and you went, every business leader needs to see this, right? I said, let's do it. You know, it, I don't think it takes away from anything. And I've already checked. I got total clearance on it being able to do this. So yes. You can give them the link. There are 10 episodes of these moonshot experiences. Which are super short. They're all under 10 minutes. So they're like- About 10, 10 I, 12 minutes. Yeah, I binge watched it. I was like, oh my gosh. I thought, oh, I'll watch you know, a couple tonight. And then I'm like, no, I'm all in. So I think that this is so incredibly generous of you to give to people the ability to watch this, not have to wait- and be able to hear more of these stories, hear more about the animals. How good are those? Like LASPRO, you're going to hear more of the story behind it. Each episode that you did, you incorporated it with an animal. Yeah. Well, I wanted to give it to you because I, I'll be honest with you. I love what you're doing. I think you're having a major impact on others. And I'm driven to help those that are helping others. I mean, that's just my mission. Um, and so when I see your smile, your, your total passion for helping others, man. You know, you just asked me, what, what can I, you've got me full, totally all in. So I want to give that. And I hope it does motivate uh, others to see what are their moonshots they can step into. And, you know, we talked about it before, you know, the books I've written, but your relaunch, you know, it's so fun to have alignment with similar type information but it comes from your own uniqueness it comes from totally. my own uniqueness and it, all it does is amplify totally. everything that we're doing Dave, we have to wrap up this has been so awesome everyone please make sure you look at the show notes take advantage of this amazing offer and we will look forward to seeing you next week live now love now relaunch now You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps 
that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.